I'm well, a fun you guy. You have fun when they finish below 500. I'm just Captain Fun. I guess. Or a captain suit, the show from now on. I don't like the half point. Well, that's called the hook. I don't like it. What the hook How do you get rid of it? Can you get rid of the hook? I'm going to have a coronary. I'm getting too old for this job, but you guys may have won. Upset. If you look back at where the term came from, it was from a horse race. Upset when did you turn a, into Cliff Clavin? I like this job. I've had it for a long time, Paul. Last one. This is like chemistry lab. You're I just verge of next year's Super Bowl. I can't Bowl. help what I think. Be honest, Paulie. You're not doing this for other people's entertainment. You are truly enjoying this. This is Orange Nation. With Stephen Fonte and Pauly Sebelia. Good afternoon, everyone. Glad to have you with us alongside Pauly Sebelia. I'm Stephen Fonte as we welcome you into a Thursday edition of Orange Nation. It's Thursday. That means we got Dan from the Wildcat Sports Pub at 12.30. We got the Hall of Famer Jim Beheim at 1 o'clock. Speaking of Hall of Famers, I caught up with uh, Dave Bing on Bridge Street. He's uh, it's coming into town tomorrow. Uh, so we will uh, we'll play back that interview with Dave Bing. Uh, we're aiming for 12.45. So Dan at 12.30, Dave Bing 12.45, Jim Beheim 1 o'clock. And we'll mix in your phone calls throughout at 315-437-7644. All right. What's up? Nothing. It's one of those days where, like, what the hell are we going to talk about? Jim Beheim hasn't stuck his foot in his mouth. Teams won two in a row. Nothing to be negative won about. Won three in a row. but yeah. Three in a row, yeah, that too. Yeah. Two on the road. BC, Florida State. Yeah. And, uh, and NC State. I tell you what, there is, um, and I know I'm the one who keeps saying, like, we, let's have them win a few more games before we get into this. There, There is this feel, for me anyway, I don't know about for you, but... This feels like a big game on Saturday That for this team. I, I know it's Duke and Dickie V's coming and ESPN, and I, I get all that, but this feels like a big game for the season. Right. They've all felt that way, unfortunately. No, I know. I, I, just, I guess, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago I was like, you know, just win the next one and, and see what happens. But it, it feels like this... I don't They're know if turning point is the right way. Yeah, right. It, they, they, it does. It feels like for the first time in a, in a little bit here, um, they've got some momentum. And uh, and if they win this game, now I think, you know, we could start talking bubble and not feel bad about it. Um, right. Not that they're back on the bubble with a win, but... They're pretty damn close. You know, they're, they're certainly moving in the right direction. So, I don't know, I'm looking forward to it. Dickie all- v, v tweeted out last night... Uh, It'll be his first game here since the John Gillen uh, buzzer beater, which was uh, half a half dozen years ago. That uh, brings us to the the article in Syracuse.com about the attendance being down, Steve. Do you not feel like it's like there's a billion different reasons I could come up with for this year being down? You know, they mention them. It's the product last year was not good. It hasn't been great this year. But if you want to see Judah Mintz play, you only got a few. You may only have a few opportunities left to see him. Right? They're playing Duke. You should go. Yeah, I mean it's it, it's not Coach K. It's not a top ten team, but it's still Duke, and it's an important game. I mean, both yeah. teams are tied in the standings. Um, you know, as Matt Park said yesterday, you know, we haven't had a lot of big Saturday games in the dome. It's just it's it's a byproduct of, you know, last year and um as the schedule was made for this year and and th- this is a this is a big one, you know. National TV game 
Um, there, it, there is a lot on the line for both these teams. I, I was looking at the standings yesterday. Like, it, it's not out of the question for this is going. You're going to jump all over me on this, but for Syracuse to finish with a double buy and get in the top four, I mean, they they're tied for sixth right I now. I feel like I said that yesterday. Like, because I, I made the argument that if they're a top four team in the right. ACC at the end of the year, it's going to be. I guarantee that'd be the first time a top four team didn't make the tournament if they left them out, right? But again, it's it's not. It's not crazy to think that they could get in the top four. There's there's only four teams in the conference that have less losses than them. NC State technically is a half game ahead of them because they have an extra win, but Syracuse would own the tiebreaker against NC State. And it's it's not out of the question. I mean, they're playing teams. Four of the five games they have are either teams tied with them in the standings or ahead of them in the standings. So there is a path there to, uh, to get there. But, yeah, th- this is a big game on Saturday, and – I'm curious to see what the attendance is like because yes, the attendance numbers are down. We know that, and this isn't going to be you know thirty two thousand on Saturday, but this is going to be the biggest crowd of the season. I want to see how big it is. You know right. how big is it? So big that people will not be buying eggs and gas. For the next. <laughs> right. Well, like that that has to factor into it too because you know. The high rollers are going to be there no matter what. Like, but when you look up into the the cheap seats, as they would call them, there's a there's a decision to be made for people that sit in the less expensive seats. Do I go see SU play or do I buy six dollar eggs? You know. Yeah, yeah. No, I get it. You know, it's not easy it. right now. It's also the product has was not good last year. It's not been great this year. It's we're coming off COVID. People found other. Things to do while you're, you know, and other ways to consume the yeah, games. Yeah, every everything's on TV. Like I was, I was talking to you beforehand, and I'm going to sound like the oldest guy on earth, but before, like the bad games, like say Bryant, you didn't even have an option of watching that. You had to go to yeah. that. Like that's where ACC Network Plus hurt you in a way when you're selling tickets. So, yeah, you get the TV money, but nobody's going to that game because it's Bryant, and I can watch it at home, and I'm forced to buy it because I want to watch other games, right? You know? It was a good game, by the way. The call of it was amazing. <laughs> yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. And it, to me, it's it's more than just the cost. I mean, you brought up the cost, and I and I get that. But, you know, I, my, my dad has season tickets, for instance, and he can't go to all the games. And, you know, it used to be he would have no trouble finding someone who wanted to go. And and there are times, and certainly not for the Duke game, but there were certainly times this season where he had some trouble getting rid of the tickets. Um, so I, I think it's more than it's more than the cost. Um, I think there is, in some cases, less of a desire to go. But you're getting to the point of the season where these are all big games, you know, the, the opponent. Yeah, but what's causing the lack of desire? Is it, is it because they had their first losing season last year, or is it because... Nah, I can watch it at home. I think it could be that. I think it, I think it's both of those. I do think COVID plays into it. I mean, um, still, I do, I do, I do. That might be an unpopular opinion. But. No, I don't know. I don't know. Like, because I don't even think about it anymore. Yeah, see, I do. So my wife wants to go to a play this weekend, and we're gonna go. But I thought twice about it. But it, I don't know. Man, that, that's weird. Not not your weird, but like I don't even think of it that way. I already got it, and now I'm like, ah, I got it. See, I haven't gotten I, it yet. If maybe, I get that's, it again, maybe that's part of it. No, it is. It definitely is. I got it. I got through it. Let's go. If I get it again, <laughs> I get it. You know? 
So, but you know, it's not a bad product to watch, though. Right? Not at all. Like Judah Mintz is fun to watch. Jesse Edwards is fun to watch. Joe Girard, believe it or not, he's fun to watch. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why, but. I and I don't even know if they had had a, like if they made the tournament last year would they would they be in the would they be in the top three because it's not the same. T- <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What would you mean? Would they be in the top three? What do you mean? Like of attendance? Oh, in attendance. Yeah, like do you know what I'm saying? Like because it's not even close to the same team. Right. Like even after t- they said the 2003 team when they came back that was the best year ever, but you had Hack and Jerry back, you know, and Craig Forth. Last year you don't you don't have anybody but Joe Girard and Jesse back and they're like you know nobody likes Joe Girard <laughs> you know <laughs> you know so he's not putting butts in seats. I mean, is some of it too the 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 opponents? I mean, there's not right like Duke and Carolina. You're used to like if Duke if Duke and Carolina were truly top ten teams like they normally are. I mean, Carolina started the year number one in the country. Yeah, but nobody knew that coming into the season like. I feel like if you saw the number one North Carolina on the schedule, oh, you would you'd go, buy you'd those buy tickets, tickets quick before it got to Maybe. Far. I don't know. I That's feel how like, I work. I feel like this is an event town where if it's an event, people go. And the closer you get to the event, oh, Carolina's in the top ten, I'm going. I, th- I think that's some of it, right? I mean, there's there's one top ten team in this conference. It's, it's Virginia, who, again, is the best team in the conference. And they're not fun to watch. How about those Clemson Tigers? Every time we talk about this, I have to bring up those Clemson Tigers. Do you know what, Steve? It is an event town. It is. It is. And the Wildcat CNY Brewfest, presented by the DWI team, is back for its 26th year at the New York State Fairgrounds Horticultural Building, Friday, March 24th, and Saturday, March 25th. Over 100 breweries under one roof, as well as local businesses and live music. The two main sessions are 1 to 4 and 6 to 9 on Saturday, March 25th. The attendance is limited to 1,200 Per session and 300 tickets available for early entry for each time slot. Tickets can be purchased at cnybrewfest.com. There's an event for you. Thank you. All right. You want to hit our first time out? Yeah. I thought somebody would call in and say it was Jim Beheim's fault. In the fr- I really did. Well, the show is young, Paulie. We just got started. So we'll open up the phone lines, 315-437-7644. Let's, let's hear from our listeners, the fans. Maybe you don't go team. to the games anymore. Why not? Yeah, right. That's what I'm saying. Why why not? Why why don't you go? Or What's why your don't, problem, bro? Why don't you think others don't go? Um and it's not everybody, right? I mean Is it the trough? <laughs> I don't like that either. Thank you. 315-437-7644. Just getting started here on a Thursday edition of Orange Nation. We're back after this on ESPN Radio. Watch your favorite ESPN Syracuse sports talk shows on QSportsTalk.com. Welcome back to Orange Nation Artist of the Day, Lady Gaga, just because Steve's wife's got a humble brag on this one. She does. Uh, This one, Bloody Mary. I just picked seven songs. I don't know. I didn't look at the billboard chart. But apparently I picked bad ones according to... From Jordan, this one's called Bloody Mary. I don't think I've heard this one. She's got so many songs. Why? Why this one? I don't know. I just okay. told you. I just picked randomly. You've picked. heard this? Yeah, you're right. I have. 
But this, is, yeah, I wouldn't. I don't think of this as being one of her bigger songs. But we'll get it out of the way. You early. apparently don't watch TikTok because people dance, dance, oh, okay. dance with all their right. hands, hands, hands. I'm not on there the all the time. I'm not. Uh, let's hit the phone lines. 315-437-7644. Uh, we're talking attendance. Why is attendance down? Let's start with Lenny and Oswego. Lenny, how are you today? I'm doing fine. Um, I've been a season ticket holder since uh, 2000. And I've seen the crowds really dwindle this year. Um, I talked to one guy who used to sit next to me since like 2010. And he said he was disappointed in the team last year. That was one of his excuses. And he also said he was disappointed. He went in Bayheim gone, whatever. Um, I'm always going to be there. I've been rooting for this team since I was a kid. So um, I think the most disappointing thing for me is that when they play teams like North Carolina, I'm surrounded by North Carolina fans. It was weird this year for that game. That was that the was, largest contingent of opponent fans I've ever seen. Yes, Paulie. It was it was ridiculous. So um, I yelled at some one girl who was in front of me, kept putting her hand in front of my face every time they hit a three. And you know, it wasn't a it wasn't a good experience, especially when they lost. But uh, it is what it is. So I'm hoping, you know, with these young players, they can build this program up and be back to where they used to be. So I'll always be there. It doesn't matter. So I bleed orange. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, all right, Lenny. I appreciate it. you calling in. It, I don't get the fan that like I don't like Beheim. I'm not going. Like, like if you're a fan, you go. You go. It all that that stuff will work itself out. Yeah. Right. Right. You know, like Steeler fans. They all hate Mike Tomlin, most of them, not everyone. Yeah, why so, is that? Because they you expect Super Bowls there, and it's like it's it's still sold out every game. Right. That's what being a fan's all about. Yeah, go support your team. All right, let's get another phone call in three one five four three seven seventy six forty four. We got Rob the goalie in Baldwinsville checking in. Hey, Rob. Hey guys, thanks for taking the call. Um, by the way, that Lady Gaga song, that's really tied into the whole Wednesday show on Netflix that everybody should watch. But I'm calling about attendance. It's, I'm embarrassed for Syracuse and Central New York, and I feel like we really take this team and the university for granted because Judah Mintz alone is worth the ticket, the price of a ticket for admission. And Edwards is great. And Bayheim is a legend. I don't under I think maybe older guys walking up that hill, it's a heart attack threat and they're afraid to go over that. There's not great parking, but we really need to support football and basketball so much more because I watch a lot of NBA and NBA games go nuts no better than Syracuse Dome. When Mintz drives the buck, the hole and you know has a great shot and won, we just take it for granted, and we really need to support them way better. All right, Rob, thanks for uh, calling. We appreciate it. Judah Mintz missed a shot the other day and got fouled, and it was one of the best things I've ever seen out of a Syracuse player. I have no idea how he got the ball to the rim, and I, you don't see players like him that often. I was just like, how did he get that ball up on the rim when he got fouled? He the, the, was under the basket. The more we talk, I feel like you're convinced he's going pro. Is that true? I I don't know. It depends on where he is, but he's a pro. Yeah. He's a pro. He's a pro at some point, yeah, no doubt. Yeah. And I don't know what his 
financial situation is, but if he if he's anywhere in the first round, he's going. Well, yeah, I would think so. Yeah, yeah, and he's working his way there. Like I also, we've been bringing this up. Look at it, it, there's a roadmap for this team. If this team gets to the tournament, thank you, Junimans. Enjoy your we we love you. We enjoyed your run, even if they lose in the first round. You got this team to the tournament, and thank you. Yeah, enjoy and you know enjoy your money. Right? Yeah, I mean, because it's going to be a mild miracle. Yeah, if this, if this team, team gets to the tournament, he's going to have a big hand in it, and yeah. his his stock is going to go up. I think that's that's valid. Three one five four three seven seventy six forty four. Let's go to John in the car up next. Hey, John. Hey, good afternoon. Just a couple quick comments on the attendance situation and stuff like that. I do have to say that Artist of the Day yesterday gave me a headache, but it's a little bit better today. <laughs> me, me and you uh, both, John. Me and you both. <laughs> a, little, a little over the top for my style, but I, I can see why people appreciate that kind of music. Maybe if you're you know working out or something, that's about it. Anyways, I go to games once in a while, and my frustration, I mean, I enjoy the university, going up to the hill and go to the games, and the program has been very good. We're a little spoiled. I'm pushing six foot three. It's tough to sit. I mean, seating is tough. The bathroom situation isn't the best. I went to the Bryant game. They had that beautiful replay screen up, but it wasn't even being used properly. Maybe they're still getting the kinks out. But, you know, it's cost prohibitive for some people. I think the main reason why the program is down is maybe because, of this, and then it sounds because the program's down a little bit. And I think maybe some people are ready for a change in coaching, and we don't need to get into that right now. But I think those are some of the key reasons. I like, you know, I like going, watching the game at home. That's it's four hours out of your day to go to the game. Going home, watching it on your couch, getting the replays. Convenience of your own home is, I think, is a lot for, is a big asset for a lot of people. That's one reason why I stay home because most of the games are on TV. So that's so, all I've got to say. So John, the, most, go ahead. John, the the upgrade in the seating with the more comfortable seats that that'll matter to you. You you look forward to that. I, I, it's yeah. I, you, you, if you get stuck in the middle row, I, yeah, there's no leg room. You can't you can't get in and out. You got to trip over ten people to get out. You feel you feel like an idiot because you have to get out and go to the bathroom or go get a drink. It's it's just it's awkward. It's tough. All right, and, you know, and you know, just simple stuff like that. Seating, I think seating arrangements uh, would make a big difference. You know, how about the how about the Carolina? Uh, don't they have their own basketball facility? Twenty four thousand, something yeah, the, like that. The Dean Dome. Yeah, the Dean Dome. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I went to the game, uh, Georgetown game years ago down in D.C. They're playing, I think, in a pro arena. I mean, that was a beautiful arena. Not a bad seat in the house. Theater seating, you know. Yeah. Something like that would be awesome up on the hill. I'm sure they can afford it, too, but that's a whole other conversation also. But uh, thanks for the time, guys. All right, John. Yeah, Re- they're not building a Appreciate 30, you checking in. You're not getting 30000 in one of those, though. You'd have to build right. a giant one. Right. And, yeah. But we got our first troughs, Steve. Show me troughs. <laughs> and and again, I mean, you know, he didn't say it was the most important reason. I, I have to think, though, if the team's in the top 25 and everybody's winning, everybody's happy, the, yeah, you don't the seating doesn't matter. Or well, not. that or you don't care about uh, getting up and, and getting a concession. But, I, you know, I think those things are magnified when you're not 100% thrilled with the product. Yeah, I wonder how many people would be like, I'd go, but that seat's blue. And I wanted to sit in an orange seat, so I'll just stay home. Thank you. Uh, all right, let's get another one in. Uh, another John. We've got John in Syracuse, not to be confused with John in the car. Hey, John. Hello, Matt. How What's are you? Up? Uh, I'm doing great. Yourself? All right. 
So I've had football tickets since 1990. I've had season tickets four times for basketball. The last two was in like 16, 17, 17, 18, when SU was offering the nosebleed seats for $25. It was something silly cheap. And it was a Black Friday sale. And we bought four tickets. I brought my grandkids. They had a great time. To bring my grandkids to a game, it averaged me almost 100 bucks through concessions. I'm not independently wealthy. So the $4 waters and $3 hot dogs, it all adds up. And I realize it's a business, but during the down years, they really ought to consider taking those no-bleed seats and making them 5 bucks a game. And winning cures everything. I mean, the Dome was rocking when Tennessee and Michigan were in the Dome for football. The place was rocking when we were doing Final Fours and Sweet Sixteens. We don't get that anymore. The people won't show. And the stadium seating, that would help a lot for me personally because i got to buy the seat back because i got a terrible back. All right. Yeah, I mean, the, listen, these are all – we open it up to the people. These are all of their concerns, Paulie. Yeah. Hundred bucks is like two eggs, and, and I get it. It it, it is expensive. I no, mean, it, it is. It, I definitely think that's. If I had to rank the things, one to five is what I thought are yeah. the most important. The cost is, and it's not that I don't know. I'd have to do some research to see if it's more expensive than other arenas, but it's it it's a it's tough to afford things right now. Yeah. And if you have to choose between feeding your family or going to a basketball game, you're gonna do that. Some people have to do that. Right. I get that. I get it. Uh, let's keep those phone calls coming. Uh, Show me blue seats. <laughs> there we go. I'm not going. The seat backs matter. I, I, I get that. I, I've got a bad back, too, as you know, Paulie. So I, I get that. What? You what? No. I, I you were about to come You're a former me. athlete. I do have a bad back. Yeah. I'm not, all that was a long time ago. It was a long time years ago. of uh, sitting on the bench. Yeah, <laughs> that was a long time ago. Uh, all right, Al in Central Square is next. Uh, hey, hey, Al, how are you today? Good, how are you? Good, good. What do you got for us? Well, I had football tickets from 1968 to 2012. Gave them up when I retired because I had good seats. I paid a donation fee, and I had a final lot park, parking, which basically that was going away anyways. But basketball I gave up years ago, mainly because of during the week games and the fact that Coach said we weren't making enough noise, we're getting too old, and I agreed with him. <laughs> so, so I gave up the basketball seats long before the football. Football, I just I wanted to do it right. I still go to a few games a year, but not not like I didn't miss a game for years and years and years. But uh, it's a good program, and I hope the younger people's continue to support it because it's, it's a good team. And I honestly think they'll go pretty far in the ACC tournament. Yeah, they're, they're, so, they're looking good right now. And I think Judah's too small to go pro. He's going to get knocked around. He gets knocked around in the college ranks. He's not like LeBron. LeBron came out of high school with a with a man body. But Judah could grow into it another year and, uh, unless, of course, he went in and up around and Obviously, he'd have to go, but I don't think he's there yet, and not size-wise. Yeah, I mean, he, 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 I think he should go to college two years, not not because he's going to SU, just 
no matter where he was going, I think he should put another year in college, build his body up a little bit, work on an outside shot, and, and he will be a first-round pick. Yeah, I mean, he's he's certainly not a finished product, and, and Al, we appreciate you checking in. Certainly not a finished product, but again, a lot of teams draft on potential, yeah, and he's can, got a lot of you potential. You can get bigger. Yep, you can get bigger in the pros. You can work at, <laughs> right, if you're getting paid. But again, you can get paid now in college as well. So uh, if they can... I'm not saying they, the university, but if he, he can find enough NIL money out there yeah. to make it worth his while to come back, I think he he, he would uh, do right by himself to play another year in college, and you know he could, he could really improve his draft stock. Another thing with money now, like if you're a fan, do you go like, hey, do I go to one game or do I donate to the NIL because I want you to, yeah, <laughs> to no, come right. back? You yeah. know, like there's there's other options now. I right. don't know how I... Like it's weird. Like, and, you is, know, that, is that twenty five dollars better to go directly sure. to the player than the, the actual right. university? That's, that's an interesting thought. Um, you know, Al brings up football versus basketball. Football season ticket. It's a lot more doable, right? It's it's Saturdays generally speaking. It's once a week. There's six games, maybe seven games, six next year. Um, with basketball, there's a lot more games, and they're not always on weekends. And and this year, not a lot of them have been on weekends, right? During the conference schedule, a lot of them have been during the week. So, um, I get it that you know a convenience, I guess, is what it, what Al was getting to there. Like, do you buy the parking thing? I mean, is it in terms cr- of what? Just for the older, I get. I guess if the older yeah. season tickets, people sure. don't want to make that walk anymore. But if you're young, it's nothing, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I get now it. wear a coat, and- right? Tredge up from Marshall Street, warmed up by the Jack Daniels I drank. <laughs> Let's go to uh, Tom in Liverpool. Hey, Tom. Hey, guys. Hey, Paulie. I promise I won't yell at you today. It's okay. You can yell. <laughs> so anyway. Just don't mention just orange sheets and we'll be okay. <laughs> I just, uh, I don't know. I feel it's a number of things. I, I'm in my early 60s now, and when I was in my 20s, you know, that, those were the old Georgetown, Big East days with Georgetown and Villanova, St. John's. And I think a lot of us in our 20s, we went to every single game. I mean, it was a, it was a, it was a happening back then. And I think the younger kids nowadays just aren't into it like we were because they haven't really been that great for at least 10 years. Um, I just don't find the, the younger kids uh going to as many games as we did yeah i mean i i would agree with you yeah i'm 50 and there's just more to do as a kid now right yeah now they're all on their they're all on their phones betting every game in sight so uh (laughs) yeah yeah i think that has something to do with it and like i've i've had i don't have season tickets anymore but i still go to probably 10 games a year but, you know, I've had some heart issues, too. Yeah, walking up that hill is not very easy. And um, I don't know. I, I, I think uh, that has something to do with it, too. You know, I think it's – it's. I, have, I still have season tickets for football. I've had them forever. Like like uh, Steve was saying, it's a lot easier to go to football games. It's nicer weather. It's on the weekends. And with the season tickets for basketball, it's a, it, those December games are always tough, you know. Even when we were younger, it was tough to go to the December games. Yeah, that, uh, that you know, 10-mile-an-hour uh, or, uh, you know, 10-below-zero wind hitting you in the face as you're walking up the hill. <laughs> I get it. I mean, I get it. I, I, I do think you can do it. You can, like, you can watch 
you can watch the Colgate game on your in the comfort your, of your, your own home on your couch. Yeah, right. On your phone. Right. You could be in bed under a blank in your bl- blanket fort. Right. Blanket fort is that what you said? Yeah. Come on. That's cool. You know what blanket fort still? I mean, <laughs> my dog would put the TV on. You and Indy? Yeah. Get under the covers and watch <laughs> SU Colgate. Right, let's do one more. You're not watching SU Colgate under the covers. You're at the game. I know. I have game. to be. I know. I know. But uh, I have. I. I. I get hit by that wind. I know, right? Uh, Kyle and Carthage is going to close out the segment. Hey, Kyle. Hey, Polly. Hey, Steve. Thanks for taking my call. I just want to chime in a little bit more about the attendance. Um, you know, I'm echoing probably a lot of things that previous callers are, are mentioning, but, you know, yeah, having having the seats being pretty uncomfortable at times, you know, I'm 32 years old and I can barely sit there sometimes, and I certainly won't sit up top either because there's no, absolutely no um, – there's no backs up there at all, so I prefer to sit in the lower lower bowl. Um, I had I had season tickets for um, for football a couple years ago. Um, I only had it for one year. I could only go to a, maybe one or two of the games year uh, there that year anyway. Uh, one of the things I found out too is you know when it comes to football, a lot of the home games tend to be sometimes early on in the year, and sometimes in Central New York, Upstate New York those are some nice days. So you don't want to be stuck inside watching four hour football game, especially when they stop serving beer two hours in. Um, when it comes to basketball, uh, you know, I have season tickets, um, been having for a couple of years now, you know, I think it's a great experience. I love how the, how the university is investing into the dome and the, the fan experience with, you know, the video screen and obviously the seatbacks coming here down in the future. Um, it will be interesting to see if, you know, if there is a price increase in the overall ticket packages here in the future to offset some of the, um, you know, the capital projects, but also, you know, with Duke not coming to town next year for basketball, just because of the ACC schedule rotation, it'll be interesting to see, if, you know, there's a, a dip in season tickets along, uh, along that line as well. But I did have a question for you guys and I, I can take it off there, but do you know if there is, um, conference rules about, you know, replay and replays that can be shown in, in the dome or in the stadium. I feel like a lot of times, like one caller said, they have a, you know, we have the big, beautiful screen there, and I think a lot of times it's being underutilized, especially when the refs are, are checking controversial calls. I think they should, they should show them to the fans at least to uh, get the crowd going. So just want to get your thoughts about that. I, I am under the impression they are not supposed to replay the controversial calls, but they're also the only ones that don't. Right. I travel everywhere in the ACC, and everybody else does it, but Syracuse obeys the rules. Yeah, right, right. Um, And listen, if you go to any, you know, NFL game or, like, everything's replayed at the professional level, but you're right. I've noticed that as well with with Syracuse. I mean, even go to a football game, if there's any sort of controversial call, they don't show the replay. Yeah, they, yeah. They, they do once, and then it's over right. sometimes. Or, right, they'll show the play, but they don't harp on the, yeah. you know, rocking it back and forth, whether or not his foot was down or, you know, yeah, whatever Yeah, other schools play it multiple times. Right. Uh, the seats being uncomfortable is way uh, – that moved into my top five. Show me the seats hurt my butt. There we go. Thank you. Out of a 30-year-old. He was 32. Come on, that's a puppy. Compared to us, yes. Yeah. Compared to us, yes. Yeah, uh, listen, these are, everybody's got entitled to their their opinion and their concerns. And I have now, I you know, he brought up Duke not coming here next year. Whether or not that hurts season tickets, I, 
I think some of it depends on how much of this team comes back, right? Like if if a bulk of this team is back, I think ticket sales would be pretty good. This this team would be fun to watch. If it's another brand new team, or you know, you lose four of your starters, I don't I I don't know. Um, I almost wonder if that matters more than Duke being on the schedule. Yeah. All right, let's uh, let's hit a timeout. Uh, Dan from Wildcat Sports Pub scheduled to join us next. We got the Hall of Famer Jim Be- Jim Beheim coming up at one o'clock, and then our, our Dave Bing interview. We will get to that at 115. some point. One fifteen. We're going to get to uh, my Dave Bing interview from earlier. We're back after this on ESPN Radio. ESPN 97.7 and 100.1. Watch live on QSportsTalk.com. Welcome back to Orange Nation Artist of the Day, Lady Gaga, Steve. I don't know why. All right, it's 1 o'clock on a Thursday, which means it's time to bring on the Hall of Famer brought to you every week by Oswego County Mutual. Jim Beheim joining us here on the show. And, you know, Coach, we talk all the time about uh, there being a fine line between winning and losing uh, in this conference. Uh, what, in your mind, did that game come down to on Tuesday? Big win over NC State. Why were you guys able to, to secure that victory, uh, you know, opposed to some of those other ones that they got away at the end? Well, first of all, the other ones were we were behind in a couple of them, so you don't always. You, you, it's hard to win those games. Uh, Miami's undefeated at home. We lost by three. That's probably better than anybody else has done. So you're going to lose some of these close games. You're not going to win them all. We've won them by one at Notre Dame. Another close game here. We've won three or four close games, but you're not going to win them all. Uh, you know. We made good plays at the end of the North Carolina game. We made good plays at the end of the Virginia game, but they just made a better play. Um, North Carolina State made good plays at the end of our game. Uh, we made a couple better plays. Jesse getting on the floor to get you to that pass was a huge play. Um, drawing the charge, the guy, you know, elbowed him. Uh, perfect, good call. Um, and then we made six free throws in a row. Uh, you recall, I think it was the North Carolina game. We missed eight free throws. Mm-hmm. No, not North Carolina. It must have been, it was the Virginia game. Right. I think right. we missed eight free throws. If we had made three or four of the eight, we would have won the game. So it just comes down to little plays like that. Um, they made some good plays, like a good team would, and we made a, just a couple more at the end. But uh, those games. Uh, can go either way. Uh, they're they're very difficult to win when you're playing high level teams. When you're just playing pretty good teams or not good teams, if you're in a one point game late, it's one play. Basically, it's just like make one play or you lose the game. And uh, you know we're trying to get better. Uh, we are getting better, uh, but <clears throat> you know we still. Got a lot, a lot of young players out there, and even though they're into the end of the year, they're still freshmen. So, you know, they're going to have some struggles sometimes. But again, at the end of the last four games, Judah Mintz has made great plays, and not just good plays, but great plays. And uh, we've gotten a couple stops when we needed to. It's tough to win on the road in this league. I think we've won five road games. It doesn't matter who you're playing. I mean, these teams are they're all good at home. So um, uh, we're getting better. You know, 
we'll see how we can finish. How do you? How would you say your team is playing defense at this point of the season, Coach? You know, I think some is good and some is not. You know, it's it's a mixed mixture. Uh, rebounding has been a little better, I, I think. Um, that's part of your defense. Um, but our, you know, even though they, the when teams shoot poorly, some of it's because you've made them uncomfortable. We got out on Smith and we made them take some tough shots and. You know, Marcel, we probably got a little lucky. I mean, he had a couple wide-open shots that he normally makes, uh, and he misses. But, you know, Clark came in and made four or five shots, and he hasn't done that this year. So you're going to have some of that mixed-type uh, play. Jesse missed, like, eight or nine shots. I mean, I'm glad he made the three, but... I, what was he five for fourteen? Yeah. Uh, he 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 makes those shots. He's right around the basket, and he normally makes those shots. Chris Bell had some open threes that he normally makes. So those things kind of even out over the course of the game, and then at the end of the game, we made Jesse made a good move to the basket, made a three point play, and uh, and shooter got to the basket and got fouled. So. He actually got fouled twice on the play, once driving and once when he got there at the end. So, uh, again, uh, those are tough games to win against really good teams. I want to ask you something that came up on our show earlier in the week about the NCAA tournament and the selection committee. And it used to be that the last 10 games of the season mattered. And then the committee kind of got away from that. Do you, right. do, do you think that given you know, the portal and how, you know, so many teams are kind of starting over at the beginning of the year and they're so different at the end of the year. Do you think the committee should go back to looking at how a team is playing late in the year? Well, you should always look at how a team's doing. That doesn't mean you don't count the early games. The problem with the new system the, the, and, and the net, if you play well in November, which some teams do, and they get in a league where teams have played well, their net can, cannot go down. They can give you 30 or 40 points. If they have a high net, they're playing a high net team, their net's going to stay high. So the net is not an ex- a really, uh, it does not really show how you're playing or how good your team is. It shows how good your team was in November. Right. And then if you're in a good league with a lot of high net teams, you're going to keep a high net. You can if you have a thirty-some net, you're playing teams in the thirties. You can lose four in a row by twenty. Your net's still in the thirties because you're playing teams with nets of thirty. So it, it's it's in, in a lot of cases it does not show like these are really the best teams right now in the country. So that's just the net system, and it, it should be used as a factor, but it shouldn't be the only factor. It should be how you play on the road, how you're playing against big teams, big games. Did you lose some really close games that you you know that show you're a good team? I mean, there's a lot of factors that should go into the tournament bid. Um, it seems to me like they're getting more and more to, well, here's your net, that's it, you're in or out. So, you know, we'll just have to see how it all works out. You know, our only deal, our only goal is we just have to, you know, play the best we can and see what happens. 
And obviously a big one on Saturday. Duke's coming to town. Uh, Dick Vitale going to be in town. I, I think it's the first game he's done here since John Gillen's buzzer beater, uh, you know, half dozen years ago. Uh, what can you tell us about this, this Duke team that you're going up against, and, and and how big of a game you know is this for uh, for your program? Every right game, now? yeah, every game's big. <laughs> There's no one big game. They're all big, and uh, Duke's really good. Um, when they play well, they can beat anybody in the country. You know, they've had a couple bad games, but when they play well, they should have beaten Virginia. Virginia, that's a tough thing to do. There's definitely, they messed the call up, and Filipowski's a 90, 85% foul shooter. He should have had two foul shots, so I'm thinking he makes one of them at the worst. So, you know, they're a good team, and, uh, you know, that's what you expect when you play Duke. Coach, one last one for you. Steve had an opportunity to interview Dave Bing yesterday. We're going to play that back here in a minute. Maybe you could give us one Dave Bing story before we let you go. Well, I mean, he just, uh, there's a lot of them, but he's just such a great player. He, he could play in today's game. He was athletic. He could run. I mean, he just, you know, he averaged a triple double. What's, what are you going to say? 29 points, 11 rebounds, 10 assists. Probably had three or four steals a game minimum um just a great player i mean great player great great businessman great leader um can't say much more about a human being than that can you <laughs> uh, and he's uh he's coming back to campus tomorrow He'll be, are you going to catch up with him when he's in town yeah oh sure we'll i'll see him sometime some point in time all right coach uh thank so much for coming on best of luck saturday Thank you. All right, Jim Beheim brought to you every week by Oswego County Mutual. And with that, we'll hit a timeout. And as Paulie alluded to, I had a chance to catch up with Dave Bing uh, on the TV side of things on Bridge Street. We'll play back that interview for you. That's coming up next on ESPN Radio.